are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Mariners, and thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. Today is Monday, February 14th, 2022. Happy Valentine's Day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, and Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I am your host, Titan Gonzalez, joined as always by my co host, Colby Patnode. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon where we talk about the Mariners even more and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. Visit patreon.com forward slash control zone for more information on that if you are interested. And on today's episode of Locked On Mariners, it's Mailbag Monday. We got about 10 questions from you via Twitter and our email. So we're going to be answering those over the course of the next 30 minutes or so. And if this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. We'd greatly appreciate it. So let's start Colby with the questions that we got via email. The first one here on our list is from Benjamin. who says, Hey guys, I have a question for you about the infield situation. This may have been asked before. If you could pick Matt Chapman, Chris Bryant, or Trevor Story, who are you taking and why? Which one fits the best in the geometry of their lineup and positionally? Thanks, Ben. So, Colby, I'll uh, I'll let you kick this one off because I know you're a massive fan of Matt Chapman. And uh, the other two you could live without, right? I mean, that seems like a bit of an oversimplification, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, Also, did we just get our first geometrical drop on the uh, on the podcast? We did. We did. I've I'm not sure what you mean by that. I yeah, I've never heard someone describe roster construction as the geometry of the lineup and I kind of like it though. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting way to go about it. And I'm going to take that. And now it's <laughs> it is mine. mine now. <laughs> I am co-opting that and not giving you any credit. Um, so it's it's between Chapman's story and uh, Bryant. Yeah. Uh, Chapman's dead last uh, by a significant margin. Um, I think if I had to pick between those three... I'm probably going to go Bryant. I just, I feel a little bit better about the bat. Um, actually sure. a lot better than I do stories bat. Uh, and I'm willing to live with less defense at third base than the above average glove. I would get at second base in what might be a average bat. Um, Okay, so Brian and Story to me, they're pretty interchangeable in terms of preference. I, I don't love either player. I have serious concerns about both of them, but I understand that they make a lot of sense for the Mariners uh, and where they're at. So I, I'd probably have it Brian, like one Story, one A, and then Chapman, like 928th. But uh, I, I think that's probably <laughs> the order I would go. Yeah, um, I'm more or less where you're at. Like, 
here's the thing with story is that you're not going to play him at shortstop, which severely caps his value at the end of the day. Cause he's, he's an, he's arguably an elite defensive shortstop when he's healthy, of course. And there's obviously the question about his arm and that's why third base might not be an option for him. Um, I'm a bigger believer in the bat of Trevor story than you are. So I don't know. I, it's hard because Bryant Bryant's really good as well. And he plays third base naturally. And you have a very clear need at third base. Whereas with second base, you can rock with Adam Frazier, who that's, that's his natural position there at second. And you can bring in, you know, Abraham Toro to play some third and play some second and all that stuff. That kind of works the best. I feel like Chris Bryant in general just makes the most sense. And if you're talking about the geometry of the lineup <laughs> and, and you know, how it works positionally, I think Chris Bryant is is probably the answer there. Even though I'm a, I'm a bit more of a fan of, of story than Bryant, but... Yeah, I'd probably go Bryant one, story two, Chapman three. Chapman is just, there's a lot of concerns there, and the cost of acquisition is something that you have to to keep in mind as well, and it doesn't seem like the A's are willing to deal him for cheap. And at that point, I'm probably saying no. Um, so, yeah, I think just in terms of how it all comes together, Bryant's the answer. I would uh, rather... Even I probably... I, I If we're just talking about just you know, comparing the players though, I would probably lean towards story. Like I, I like story more just as a player, but in terms of how it all fits, I, I think Brian, Brian's the guy. Yeah, Brian's just a little bit easier to fit, but it's not like you have to change drastically to fit story into your plans. Um, and for Chapman, I would just say, I would rather have Jonathan VR on a short-term deal than I would trade for Matt Chapman. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, so let's, uh, let's move on here to Justin. And by the way, thank you for the uh, question, Ben. Justin wants to know with the universal DH officially being agreed upon, there will be in theory, a lot of NL teams looking for an extra bat. Uh, he puts a parenthesis here. I could be completely wrong about that. Do you think we could trade for someone like Luis Torrens to a national league team for anything significant? Colby Luis Torrens is your boy. So I'll let you start on this. Uh, first of all, thank you for the question. Second of all, how dare you? Um, I guess it kind of depends on what your definition of significant is. Uh, because, you know, trends, it's, he was very good when he was recalled last year, but overall his track record is pretty spotty. Um, so like, are you going to get a, a mid rotation starter for him? Probably not. Could you get, a, a pretty decent prospect. Yeah, probably. Could you get a, a good reliever or two? Yeah. I mean, could you get a fourth outfielder? Yeah, I, I think you could, you know, whether or not those are significant or not, that's really up to you. Um, but even with the DH coming to the national league, we, we still have to assume that the national league will follow the same kind of path that the American league has followed over recent years with the, uh, with the DH, which is just kind of rotating guys through that spot, right? It's not yeah. so much the full-time DH days are very slowly coming to an end. There's still guys like JD Martinez and, and Nelson Cruz, but for the most part, teams mm. want to use that DH to cycle through as many bats as they can and to get guys off their feet. And if the National League follows suit, then 
Luis Torrance not having a clear position right now still hurts um, his trade right. value. So it kind of depends on your definition of significant. Do I think you can get somebody who is, you know, to- a top four starter for you to start the year or, uh, you know, a high leverage reliever and a, a good middle guy? Probably not, but could you get something that mm-hmm. maybe fits your team a little bit easier than Terence and can is still you know a good a good addition? Sure, I think you probably could. Yeah, I feel like Terence is probably best suited to be in a package for a bigger deal for the Mariners. Like he's like yeah. the third guy or fourth guy in a trade for the Mariners that like really entices the team. Like, Ooh, we also get Luis uh, Terenz on top of all this other stuff you're giving us. Great. Like that's kind of how I see his trade value. Um, I agree with you though. Like, I think you could get something useful for him, but is that going to outweigh what he brings to you offensively? Maybe not. It's hard to really tell though, because like we only have so much data on him um, mm-hmm. offensively, which like so far like everything's good, you know, thumbs up on everything. Um, but yeah, there's like a little bit of concern that if you don't really know what his position is, and then he uh, regresses offensively, I mean, like there goes his value, pretty much completely out of the window. So that's a little bit of a concern. I have high hopes for for Luis Torrens offensively, at least. We'll see how it all fits together defensively. Just but, to, uh, for now, I think I think you're better served just to just to finish off here real quick, though. Yeah. I think you're better served just keeping him for now. I mean, obviously the guy's going to hit, you know, two fifty with thirty home runs this year, but uh, in only like a hundred games. <laughs> um, but just to throw out like kind of a trade idea that just kind of popped him into my head, the Brewers are a team sure. that we kind of speculated makes sense for Nelson Cruz and and. They themselves have kind of thought that as well. So would the Brewers trade somebody like Eric Lauer? Three Mm. years of Eric Lauer for five years of Terence, four years of Terence, whatever it is. Maybe Lauer's Mm. a, you know, you know, he had a 404 FIP and 319 ERA and a 1.7 F4 and 118 innings. Probably not going to get Lauer, but I think that's kind of what the Mariners would have to get to, justify trading mm-hmm. trends right now unless they think he just yeah. cannot play defense anywhere at all and maybe they do yeah you know scott service i mean we've talked about this before but scott service said like they they view him uh catching some in 2022 so we'll see if that comes through we've also heard some things that contradict that uh on on Terenza's side that he doesn't really want to catch so who who really knows uh, we're really not going to find out until Ultimately, the lockout ends and and we see him. You know, we see him in spring training. We see how how he gets utilized, um, whenever that may be. And we actually have a question about that. Um, real quick, though, you know, thank you for the uh, question, Justin. But moving on to Nick, uh, who asks, uh, what trade or free agent signing is most likely going to happen right after the lockout ends uh, for the Mariners? And this is a question that we get asked quite a bunch. So we'll answer this quickly. I, I you know, for me, you know, it's hard to tell. Um, but the only thing that we heard that was like fairly close ish, you know, and this, this could be wrong, but this is what we were told, um, was a sunny gray trade. Uh, apparently we, I was personally told that it was about 80% done before the lockout happened, uh, between the, uh, the reds and the, and the Mariners. Um, I'm not sure if that fell apart or, or what have you. 
but that was the latest that I had. There was also it also seemed like Trevor's stories market was ramping up along with Chris Bryant. So uh, maybe that maybe there's something in place there uh, that happens shortly after the lockout ends. But uh, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell, uh, especially with all the time that's passed. Yeah, um, I, I that that would be my guess. If I was betting money on it, it would be. Uh, I think it's going to be something fairly significant. So that would be Sonny Gray, maybe a Trevor Story or Chris Bryant signing. But um, you know, if, if I had to pick one thing that I think happens first, it's probably the trade for the uh, the starting pitcher that they want. And based on what we were told before the lockout, it would seem to be that Sonny Gray is a very strong possibility to be that player. So I mm-hmm. would say Sonny Gray as well. Well, it is Valentine's Day, and that means chocolate. So let's talk about Built Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions, that is. But not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. And it almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Now, all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're low-calorie, high in protein. So replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. So go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low-cal, high fiber, low-carb. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And there's so many amazing flavors they have to offer. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. Mm, Just sounds so good. Now, go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at built.com. This episode of Locked On Mariners is also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, whereas with Rock Auto, it's only $216. Plus, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. You're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. We greatly appreciate the support. Let's continue. Our weekly mailbag here with a question from Jay Qua. This is our last email question of this week. Jay Qua wants to know what would our dream 2022 Mariner lineup look like and what would our realistic 2022 lineup look like? I mean, dream. Uh, Shohei Otani, Center Field. 
I would put Trout in left field and then put Acuna at center. Yeah. Juan Soto in right. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably do something like JT Real Muto catching. Maybe uh, mm-hmm. Wilson Contreras backing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, first base um, is going to be Matt Olson. No, Freddie mm-hmm. Freeman. Yeah. Uh, I'll go Matt Olson, a bit younger. Uh, sure. Second base, Trey Turner. Uh, okay. yep. Shortstop, I'm going to go. Tatis. Yeah, yeah. And then third mm-hmm. base, I'm actually going to go with Xander Bogarts. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I actually so, like that. That's and then, the dream. You know, right obviously, there. rotation, we're, we're going to go uh, Jacob DeGrom, DeGrom, yep, Scherzer. Scherzer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're going to go uh, Walker Corbin Bueller. Burns. Yeah. Um, Let's throw Sandy Alcantara in there as a and, five. Give other teams a shot. Maybe Alcantara has a bad day. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. There you I go. mean, you want the dream. That's the dream. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, seriously, uh, to to answer the question, I, I think, you know, you got to have Michael Conforto in there uh, for the Mariners. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Bryant and yep. Trevor Story. I mean, that's kind of Probably. the thing that's been floated out there, that, you know, over the last happen, couple of weeks but... is like, hey, maybe they maybe they get both. You know, yeah, it's not going to happen. But like that has been floated out there. So maybe. So you get Chris Bryan, you get Trevor Story, and heck, throw in Michael Conforto in there. Um, yeah, that lineup's looking pretty good. I mean, you're talking about, um, I mean, just going around the diamond oh, here. And, the and, catching uh, position is still, for Carson Kelly. still rough. Oh, yeah, okay, all right. So so Carson Kelly is your catcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, first base, Ty France. Second base, Trevor Story. Shortstop, JP. Third base, Bryant. Uh, Chris Bryant, left field, Jared Kelnick. Yep. Um, center field. Let's say Seiya Suzuki. Sure, and then sure. right field, Michael Conforto. And then Hanniger DH. Yeah, Hanniger DH. Right. Yeah. Like, I, that would be the dream. Like, that's just like completely out there. That's the dream. Never going to happen. Like, but, like, yeah. Like, there, obviously, there's still a path to that. You know, like, right, there's right. an actual path to that. Like, none it's of those players. Happen, there's yeah, a path yeah. to that. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. yeah. Realistically, though, probably what it is right now, catcher. Yeah. First, First base, base France. type France. Second base. Frazier? Second base. Uh, Frazier. Yeah. Shortstop Crawford. Third base. Bryant. Left field. Um, mm. <sighs> Conforto. Like realistic. Or, Suzuki. And then le- Kelnick and center. Le- left and field. Anagurgle, right. Yeah, or I was going to say Kelnick and left, Suzuki and center, Hanniger and right. Sure. Terence sure. DH. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably But about something right. like that, yeah. Yeah, if you prefer Story to Bryant, just put Story at second and move uh, move Frazier over to uh, to third. So. To third, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's fairly within the realm of, of possibility and, and realism. Um, like... Yeah, because we're really in that instance just adding Suzuki and, and Bryant, which I think I think there's a decent chance they get two of the three guys. You know, when you're just talking about Suzuki Bryant story, I think there's a pretty solid shot that happens. 
I think you um, can get two, just not the two big ones. Like, I don't think you're getting any scenario where right. you're getting Story and Bryant, unless one of them well, just has to take like, at, a two-year deal or something like that. Yeah, but even then, it's like you're looking at potentially $50, $60 million added, added in payroll with just two yeah. guys right there for 2022. It's not even counting the pitching. Like, and like they they should do that right like like just as a oh, fan yeah, perspective sure. like yeah. it's not my it's not my money like yeah absolutely do that but uh, is Jerry Depoto actually going to have that money at his at his disposal eh, probably not yeah I I think yeah adding Bryant Suzuki maybe another bat like if you want like he wouldn't be in the starting lineup but like if if you want to push Toro um or you want to push Dylan Moore off the roster. Like maybe you had a Jonathan VR, mm-hmm. but I, I think adding Suzuki and Bryant to kind of what you have right now is probably the the best case mm-hmm. realistic scenario. Yeah, agreed. All right, so let's move on to Twitter. Daniel Francis uh, wants to know, and by the way, Jake Qua, thank you for your question. Uh, but yeah, Daniel wants to know any updates on Nick Margavages. Is there potential there? Will he be a contributing member? of the Mariners or will we one day only remember his name because it sounds like more cabbages. <laughs> um, okay. I, I don't really remember Nick Margavages for that reason now, uh, to be quite frank with you. Uh, but I really, to be honest with you, I don't know anything on the, on the health of Nick Margavages right now. Um, they haven't really said anything publicly as far as I'm aware and uh, right now with the lockout, you know, there's not really a possibility to get any clarification on that. So um, unless, you know, Nick wants to, to share updates himself, which maybe he's doing right now. I, I don't know. I haven't been keeping up with his social media presence if he has one. Um, so to answer your question, frankly, uh, no clue. Um, but I wouldn't expect him to be a contributing member of the 2022 Mariners. I think they have enough depth pitching wise or at least a path to enough depth pitching wise where he doesn't really factor in at any given point like he might get a stent in the bullpen he might make a spot start if he's healthy but i feel like if that happens it's going to be pretty insignificant in the grand scheme of things yeah i, I think the hope for Morgavichus is that he does come back he pitches well enough that you can flip them for something in July, probably something small. Um, but Mark Avichis is just a guy got hurt at the wrong time. Um, he had stayed healthy all last year and he would have pitched like he did in 2020. Pretty good chance that, you know, he's, he's a really strong candidate to make the rotation out of spring training. And, and if not, he's an interesting trade chip. Um, but as things sit right now, he's probably fighting for his 40 man life. Uh, in spring training. Um, and it's not because he's not worthy of a 40 man spot. We've liked what we saw from him uh, in 2020. It's just that, you know, there's a crunch and if he can't help you this year, sometimes you got to let a guy go that you don't want to. Um, Mm. I mean, obviously you could still do like Kevin Padlow or, or Jose Godoy or somebody like that, but Mark Avage's spot isn't secure. So he's got to worry about doing, making the team first and being healthy. And then, uh, I, I think I perfect scenario is that he pitches pretty well for like eight to 10 starts or something. Um, and you flip him for a bench bat or a bullpen arm, something, something else like that. I think that's probably ideal. Mm-hmm. 
Let's talk about bet online real quick. And then we got some more questions about Julio Rodriguez, some relievers and all that good stuff. Football might be over this Sunday, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline where the game starts. All right. So we got four questions to go here for our weekly mailbag. Let's start with Brandon who asks Tanner Scott or Colin Poche interest you as a buy low option for another lefty out of the pen. Hmm. I don't know. You know, so you got to trade for both of these guys. Colby, what do you think? Uh, Poche hasn't pitched since 2019. Uh, that's, that's a long time ago. Uh, and even when he was up in the big leagues, he was okay. He was pretty good, but wasn't fantastic. Um, you know, again, it's, it's an elbow issue that kept him out for all of 2021. Um, I believe he opted out of 2020, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So it just, it's, it's been a long time. Um, actually no, he, he had Tommy John surgery uh in 2020 and the recovery took longer than expected and so he didn't pitch last year um so yeah it's it's Mm -hmm. the one tommy john issue um but again still at the end of the day hasn't pitched since 2019 uh tanner scott is really good uh really you know electrifying lefty but over six walks per nine innings last year that's Right. not control the zone at all and you know the mariners have taken chances on guys like that in the past are they going to do it now when they're supposed to be competing for a for a at least a wild card spot seems unlikely but i can't rule it out entirely uh i just i think scott's gonna end up costing a little bit more in trade uh, than poche would so mm-hmm. if i had to pick one or the other i'm probably gonna pick poche but i don't care about lefties in the bullpen i just want guys who get lefties out if they throw left-handed great yeah. if they throw right-handed but they get lefties out that's just fine too mm-hmm. yeah I'll, I'll save you the whole spiel on the the lefty situation because I've, I've talked about that quite a bit because we've gotten asked questions about adding lefties to the pen uh, quite a bit over the course of this offseason. So uh, just to answer the question directly, uh, I'd probably prefer Poche because, I mean, taking a flyer on him is fine. I, I can't imagine it would cost a ton um, trade-wise, like considering the fact that he's coming off of TJ, considering that he's not been amazing at really any given point in time in his career. So if you want to take a flyer on him and the Rays want to get him off of their roster, sure. Um, which I can see some merit in on, on, on Tampa Bay side of things. I can see them being interested in doing that for that, for that point. Um, but yeah, overall, not super like I'm not against adding either guy. It really just comes down to cost. Um, but yeah, if I had to pick one, Poche makes some, some sense. Like he's kind of interesting to take a flyer on if he's not going to cost you, you know, if he's going to cost you virtually nothing in a trade, then do it. Why not? Why not take a shot? Um, so, yeah. All right. 
Thank you for the question, Brandon. Uh, let's move on to Roshan, who asks, uh, is Julio Rodriguez allowed to play in AAA if the season is delayed? Uh, no. He is a member of the MLBPA now that he's been added to the 40-man roster. Therefore, he is locked out, just like the rest of the players that are on 40-man rosters right now. So, no, he will not be allowed to play until um, the CBA is agreed upon unless they... You know, unless the league and the PA is able to work, you know, so, you know, agree upon some workaround um, for the guys that haven't accrued any um, any time at the major league level, because Julio was added during the off season, so he hasn't accrued any any sort of service time uh, yet. So maybe they're able to, you know, put in a workaround there. But um, for those guys, you know, because there's going to be, more, you know, there's plenty of other guys. Um, you know, than just Julio Alberto Rodriguez is another guy that just on the Mariners. That's in a similar situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe they, they come together on. Yeah. One ten as well. Yeah. So that, that, um, that could be, uh, that could be something that happens, but for now, no, um, that that's not going to be the case. So, uh, let's, uh, Thank you again uh, for the question, by the way, Roshan. Let's move on to Josh, who has a pair of questions, and these will be our final questions of the show. Um, what would your ideal lineup look like using only Mariners prospects? Uh, Josh's second question is really more of a clarification that I asked for. So uh, oh, it, is, okay. it is one question. I, you know, Again, the question as it's originally asked was kind of open for interpretation like ideal lineup look like using only Mariners prospects you mean are you trying to win a game in 2022 or are you just you know in the future and like is Gilbert you consider Gilbert a prospect even though he's not you consider because it seems like you would have to and so I just ask clarifying questions and so Mm. the question is as it currently sits who are the best and closest prospect at each position including the rookie year guys like Kelnick Gilbert Trammell etc so oh Okay. Yeah. All right. So that, that yeah. makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. All right. So, um, all right. Uh, let's go around the diamond first before sure. we construct the lineup. So catcher Cal Raleigh, I think that's, yeah, there's really no one else that's like competing at that spot right now. Yeah. Cause you're talking closest prospects, right? The best and closest. Yeah. Um. So I I don't think Harry Ford. I mean, like he no, he's, he's the best prospect at the position, but he's not he's not close. Yeah. So Cal. Um. First base. What are you feeling at first base? Uh, best first base prospect. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> France doesn't count. Evan White doesn't count. Yeah. Really? I mean, there's there's not a guy like this is probably where I would put Austin Chenton if he was around. RIP. Yeah. Um that RIP is for my dreams, not by actually. the way. Not because Shenton died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um my <laughs> dreams of having Shenton and the Mariners died until he gets traded back. We all know that's gonna happen. Yeah, the Mariners Ooh. really don't have a first baseman who's who's close. So like you could legitimately throw like Lazaro Montes on this, right? Yeah, I think you kind of have to because uh, I'm trying like, to think like most teams don't have who else? like like, you know, first baseman of the future. You don't move up the rankings playing first base. You kind of end up at first base for most guys. Yeah. 
So I would say Milkar Perez, even though there's no power right now. Yeah, I'm gonna go Montes. Um but only because I probably need to use Milkar across the diamond, but uh, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. All right, so second base. You, <laughs> you can start to see where the Mariners' weaknesses are pretty quick. Yeah. Um, for second yeah. base, I'm going to go with Cade Marlowe, really? Mm. It's probably Cade Marlowe or Caden Polkovich. I mean, like, Milkar Perez is better, but he's pretty far away. So is Edwin Arroyo. Honestly, so is Noelvi, and Noelvi's probably yeah. technically the answer at shortstop, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm yeah, going to go Edwin Arroyo here. I'm going to go Cade Marlowe. Like, I have Arroyo higher in my ranks, but Marlowe's closer, and I, I'm kind of trying to, like, I'm kind of taking this question as actually, almost like next man up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, I mean, I um, guess Donovan actually, Walton would probably be on this list too then. Sure. I'm going to change my answer to Polkovich only because I'm going to put Arroyo at short and then I'm going to put Noelvi at of third. Of course you are. Ty loves Caden Polkovich. Oh, um, my God. I, <laughs> I'm going to actually, I'm going to do like, I'm going to just try and answer this from like a different perspective than you tie. So we just kind of cover both sides of it. Uh, I'm going to okay. say Donovan Walton is kind of next man up at second base. Okay. And then outfield, I mean, Kelnick and Julio got to take two of the spots. Oh, yep. um, easy, easy. Outfield's the easy one. <laughs> Tre- Tre- Tremel, I guess. Yes. Takes the third spot if, if he's included in this. So, yeah. He, yeah. Well, I mean, if Kel- Kelnick has more at bats than, than Tremel. So, yeah. Yeah. It's those three. Yeah. Um, and then probably Deloach four. Deloach four, yeah. And then um, I don't know if you want to throw a fifth guy in there, Gabby Gonzalez. Probably Maybe. uh, Albert Alberto Rodriguez. Rodriguez probably a little bit ahead of him, so yeah. So yeah, I I think I yeah I'm just gonna try and answer like like who's next. Actually, up. you know what? Like, Screw it. If if I'm putting Edwin Arroyo at, at shortstop, I'm putting Harry Ford at second base. <laughs> all right. So you kind of do this like all like upside lineup. I'm going to do a lineup that or a, a like you do your all upside and then like, you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to cover this from both angles because I'm still not sure. Like, are like, are we trying to discuss like if disaster strikes and they have to go to the minors to replace a player? Like, who are they going to? You know what I mean? Well, Colby, keep in mind we have like two minutes left. <laughs> on our okay, well, the answer is the answer is Cal Raleigh. Uh, first base is probably going to be Cade Marlowe or somebody like that. Second base is Donovan yeah. Walton. Uh, shortstop, <laughs> Patrick Frick, maybe. Um, uh, yeah, nothing against Patrick Frick, but <laughs> no, but like third base, I Mariners don't have a lot of like high minors infielders. That's definitely the weakness of the, yeah. of the system right now. Uh, outfield is yeah. still going to be Trammell, uh, Kalnick, Rodriguez. No question. Deloach. So yeah, it's, it's pretty similar. I, I think the only difference is, is that like, if you want like who's closer, then it's Walton and Walton's probably the answer for shortstop too. And then third base is hopefully somebody who's not on the roster yet or in the organization yet. 
But if you just want like best prospect at each position, it's probably what Raleigh, Montes, Harry Ford at second, Arroyo at short, Noel V at third, and then mm-hmm. the outfielders that we talked about, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's probably about right. Mm-hmm. Sorry for trying to, I mean, like, I'm a classic overthinker, so I'm probably overthinking the meaning of your question. <laughs> like, I get that, but I just, like, I'm I trying am, to. I am too, though. Like, I, I'm like, I got to hit every single point home, <laughs> you know? Like, right. Yeah. And it's just know, like, yeah. So, yeah. I, if you if you can clarify this even more for us, because we're stupid, um, we'll we'll come back to this on uh, Wednesday. because it's yourself. A, I, I feel comfortable speaking for you, too. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> hey, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not whoa. be mean to each whoa. other. It's Valentine's Day. I love you, buddy. Oh, yep. I love you too, buddy. Oh, right, let's, I let's got him kiss to make up. Oh, well, I mean, you have to check in with Caroline for that. Um, but uh, yeah, I should so, throw in an awe like sound effect. <laughs> 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 And then do like the the audience like like when the yeah. when the teenage couple like kiss in the shows and like oh, yeah they're like, like yeah yeah um, <laughs> but yeah if, seriously though I I forget who asked Josh I think right uh, yeah yeah if you can clarify this for our for our moronic brains we will talk about this again on Wednesday because it is an interesting question and we don't know what else to talk about on Wednesday so so if you want to clarify this a little more <laughs> if we didn't satisfy your question properly. Let us know. We we will address it in the manner that you uh you. If we didn't satisfy your needs on this Valentine's Day, let us know. Oh, good lord! All right, bye. <laughs> That's gonna do it for our show. Thank you so much for tuning in to Locked On Mariners and listening to these two idiots ramble on about baseball and all that good stuff. Uh, for Colby Patnode, I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at lo underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. It's D A N E. GNZLZ and Colby at CPAT11. That's CPAT11. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. Now make your second listen of the day locked on bets, your daily one stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on bets, you're hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. And just like us, their show is free and available wherever you get your podcast. So, Have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we will see you on Wednesday.